Hollywood Live Extra with Tanya Hart. On today's show, we are talking the Black Film Critics Circle Top 10 Films of 2017 with film critic Wilson Morales. This is Hollywood Live Extra. Wilson, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Getting ready for the holidays. Yep, I know. Everybody is because it's coming whether we want it to or not or whether we're ready. Okay. Black Film Critics Circle which I love. I'm a member. We started this back in, what, 2010? Has it been seven years yeah, already? Seven years already. Time goes I, by. I, it, it does go by. But, you know, it's very interesting because when we started this organization, and I'd like for you to speak to that, why was there a need to even have black film critics back at that time? Well, I think what you have is, you know, you have a lot of organizations, but there is a lack of uh, people of color in a lot of these groups, and, you know, we put it together so that way, you know, you, you do have people who see enough films just like everybody else, you know, all these people, you know, who are white, mm. um, and this is a way of saying, this is what we think, you know, whether, mm-hmm. you know, it's 10 of us, whether it's 100 of us, you know, this is what we think, so whether or not, so it's not about so much uh, voting anybody that's of color and get, giving them their shine, but more or less saying, well, this is what we think, you know, because um, sometimes there are cases where in some categories you have no one of color in that category to vote on, you know. Mm-hmm. So when you see, like, a Gary Oldman or Francis McDormand, it's because they shined out and not because it was somebody else of color who could have been in that position. But to the rest of the world, just, that person just didn't merit the votes. Yeah, no, that's true. And we've been very, very critical in our thinking about this, I have to say. And of course, you and Mike Sargent, who've led the way for the last seven years, we truly appreciate you. So now let's get into this. Uh, This year, I got to tell you, you know, I was thinking about it at first. I was thinking, oh, it's an okay year for, you know, African-Americans and people of color. Actually, it turned out to be a pretty good theatrical year for motion pictures. Uh, Let's talk about that. We got a lot of stories, a lot of new stories. Storytellers, tell me about that. Well, yeah, you know, I think you know it's not the same as last year. Last year was historic, because we had a lot more people of color that were nominated uh, in the acting category. We had some directors, we had some people behind the scenes that were never recognized before. This year mm-hmm. is not the same. We won't get that many, but what we did have is we did have more filmmakers out there. You know, you did have some filmmakers who broke out. You know, you think of. Uh, Jordan Pugh, who no one knew outside his comedy team of Peel uh, uh, Peel and Kel. I mean, right. is it Peel and Kel? <laughs> yeah, no, Peel um, and Keel. Yeah. Yeah, so when you think, Key, Key and Pal, I think. Yes. So when you come up with his first film, no one knew what to expect. You know, obviously it's a $4 million budget. And look how far Get Out went. You know, $200 million total. You know, broke a lot of records, a lot of barriers. And, you know, it's almost in the same wave as Silence of the Lambs in terms of a movie that came out early in the year, but it's still being talked about nearly a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Girls Trip, Malcolm Lee's been working forever. You know, he's been working for over 10 years, and he finally got a film that made over $100 million. And here's a film that was the first of its kind to be solely produced, written, uh, directed, and starring African-Americans. And and women, too. I mean, that's, yes. Yeah, no, we can't. And then, of course, there's F. Gary Gray, who's been doing the $100 million films for a while, but he keeps doing them. Yeah, you know, F. Gary Gray, you know, he had been 
dormant for some time. <laughs> you know, uh, he did. He made a hundred million dollars when he did um, a film. Uh, uh, what's it called? Sometime years ago, like over ten years ago, and then he he came back and did obviously Straight Outta Compton. That did very well. Then they gave him, you know, the Fast and Furious franchise, and you know he continued the success that that franchise has been making, and it made a billion dollars. So for him, mm-hmm. you know, on a, on a statistical level, he's the first black director to have a billion dollar growth. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. So I don't think anyone's going to touch go. that. Nobody, uh, so and yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter what color yeah. they are. You're right. You're right. Okay, but you know what? We really have to talk about Mary J. Blige. Oh my gosh. If it's, you know, it's her year, I think she's going to carry these nominations for Best Supporting Actress. She's, of course, in Mudbound. She was amazing. I think it's going to go all the way through to the Oscars. Yeah, you know, like, she's been doing a lot within the last month, you know, between going back and forth between New York and L.A. and putting her day job, which is basically her music career, on standstill to promote Mudbound and showing pretty much voters you know, that she can act. You know, she's been Mm -hmm. doing it for some time, but I don't think she's been in that realm where they really get to see her. And Mudbound is that film. And when you see how far the film is going, you know, it's been, we named it obviously Best Picture, and uh, Dee Reeves got some considerations for Best Director, as well as Jason Mitchell for Supporting Actors. Mary's probably almost the safest bet, along with the writing team of Mudbound, that's close to getting a nomination. Yes, and I I am so sure you arise you are so right about that. And speaking of rising stars, Daniel Kalula is it Kaluya? How do I say that man's name? He's so good in Get Out. I, I haven't heard it enough times to say it properly, so I'm going to go with what you're saying. <laughs> right? Okay, Daniel. We we're so sorry if we're messing up your name, but anyway, the the guy who's in Get Out. Oh my goodness! First of all. You know, there was some controversy about that film in terms of it being nominated for a Golden Globe and in in the comedy category when a couple of people in the film said, oh, we didn't know this was a comedy. <laughs> we didn't we didn't know the black people getting, you know, messed up in the head and beat up. And, you know, we didn't know that that was funny. So, you know, the, what was your take the on way that? I see it personally is, you know, the Golden Globes historically never includes a lot of black talent in their categories. With the exception of right. Danielle and Halle Berry and Idris Elba, you know, pretty much well-established actors. No one else, you know, unless mm-hmm. it's so, you know, but they can't dismiss that Get Out and Jordan are having such a great year. They took their chances and said, you know what, uh, it's probably not going to get the votes to be amongst the top five for drama. So let's do what we did with The Martian, put it in a comedy section. <laughs> Mm, you know, and to find a way to just get it, get them to come to the dance. You know, right. it's a loophole, it's a little bit of a stretch, but it's either that or face the wrath of not including it at all. Yes, and and that you really would have had a hard time doing. First of all, it's a brilliant film. I got to tell you, it's the only film that I have actually gone to a theater three times to see. Um, and I did that for a purpose because I, I wanted to see it in different neighborhoods to see the reaction to people. And, of course, it was different in different neighborhoods. But the bottom line is everybody laughed. They may have laughed at different times, but everybody laughed at some point. And then you got scared at some point, too. Yes, I don't think people knew exactly what they were going to see. You know, when you have a name like Daniel Kalua, who no one had seen before, unless you're a cinephile and you saw Sicario, that's the okay. film that he was first introduced to a small amount of people. And mm-hmm. if you are a fan of the Netflix series Black Mirror, 
you saw him in one of the episodes. But outside of those two, no one knew who he was. So you have no idea what he's bringing to the table. So when you see him carrying his film and see how far it goes, and, you know, and as a black audience are watching this unfold, you know, they don't, you know, they know how they want it to play out, but they didn't know how it's going to play out. And then when it played to their, in a way, expectations, they left as happy campers, you know, and, and it, that's why it made the money it did and it kept doing well, over, you know, and not just in the States, but overseas as well. Yeah, no, it really did. I I am so proud of Jordan, and uh, he lives in my neighborhood, so I see him occasionally. Uh, it's been a good year. He and his wife had a baby, and so I'm just, I'm just so excited and happy for him. And I want everybody else to know, because I know they're happy about he- hearing from you today, that we are listening to Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. I'm talking with Wilson Morales, and we are talking about the choices for the Black Film Critics Circle. Okay, top 10 films. I've got Mudbound, number one, Get Out, number two, three, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, four, The Shape of Water, five, The Post, six, Dunkirk, seven, Marshall, eight, Wonder Woman, nine, I, Tanya, and ten, Blade Runner 2049. Was it difficult to come up with that list of the top ten this year? Yeah, you know, it's, you know, people vote, you know, with the amount of people that we have as voters, and everybody gets to see a lot of these movies, specifically, you know, a lot of commercial films. Um, and so when you're doing your voting as far as tabulating, like, top ten, everybody, you know, obviously there's a point system, you know, there are mm-hmm. films that, like, jump in front of others because they happen to be on more ballots. Um, you know, Girls Trip just missed the cut. It just wasn't on everybody's ballot, especially when you start thinking about towards the end of the year and how many movies you've seen. And, you know, right. just like what we're getting now, there's a reason why studios put out some of their contenders starting September on because that's what's going to be more familiar to voters. Like, okay, it's hard to remember a movie that came out, like, in March, mm-hmm. right, you know, as exactly. opposed to like a movie that's coming out in December. Exactly. No, that's that's very very true. And I'm looking at the list and thinking, okay, what came I what came out recently? Um, but no, I you know what? I think we did well this year. I love everything on here. I uh, I agree that Mudbound should be number one. I got to tell you, I loved Wonder Woman though. And I'm not a comic book type movie person, but I loved Wonder Woman. But I got to ask you, Wilson, how do you think the Hollywood scandals? And you know what they are are going to affect the film industry, and will it ultimately affect African-Americans and people of color in a certain way? Because, you know, some people have even lost jobs because films have had to be, you know, put on hold and or change or something. I, I don't know. What, what's your thought on that? You know, this, as these things are continue to unfold, and you never know, me being a guy, like, who's going to be next? You know, mm-hmm. you see stories coming out the woodworks where, Somebody's being accused of what they did yesteryear, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago. You know, there's no such thing as a good guy almost anymore, you know. And, <laughs> and someone explained it to me that the way these things are going, you're either going to make a change as widespread as the Civil Rights Act, you know, where you have mm-hmm. to change things completely worldwide, which is what's been happening, not just in the States, but overseas as well in terms of the harassment charges, you know, because I don't know where we're going from here. You know, like, what kind of change can you, you know, institute? Right. So when, when you're talking about decades of abuse of human behavior, you know, that's basically what it is. 
You know, mm-hmm. a lot of these uh, um, climates have been male-dominated, whether it's Hollywood, music, finance, you know, and for those who have been in those positions, there comes a sense of ego. You know, when you have money and power, you know, there's that sense, there's that blind ego where people do things that they just don't think they're doing wrong, you know, right. until somebody calls them out. So, exactly. It's, 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 and uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but it, at the end of the day, though, do you think that I mean, because we know we don't know how that I know. And I'm not ex- asking you to tell us how this is going to play out because none of us know. But do you see it affecting filmmaking in the way that we've known it? Yes, it will. I think, you know, it's, it's going to affect it to a point where people are going to be more cautious as far as what who they hire you know, uh, background checks, you know, because the last thing you want is a production to be uh, shot down because whether it's a producer or the lead or, or the director just got, you know, and you're months mm-hmm. into filming or weeks into filming, and all of a sudden he got called out, and which means now, like, you know, everybody's acting so swiftly that, like, you don't want to affect your shoot because then that affects everybody else. You know, that's job yeah. right there. You look the thing you think about what happened with House of Cars and they had a whole production and then switch you know, gears as far as do we continue or do we shut it down? You know, right. so that's affecting a lot of people. So we don't know, you know, as these things unfold, you know, because there is no end in sight how mm-hmm. things are gonna play out. No, I, you're right about that. And Pandora's box has been opened. But we do know one thing. We do know that once again, the Black Film Critic Circle has come up with a great list. Uh, it's out there. We've been getting tweets about it. I love it. Wilson, thank you so much for what you've done over the years to keep our films out there as one of our great film critics. So we appreciate you. And I just want everybody else to know. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you back again. Award season's coming up. We'll be calling you again. But wanted to, uh, you have a happy holiday, too, by the way. Make sure you take care, everybody. Okay, you're listening to American Urban Radio Network's Hollywood Live Extra. I'm Tanya Hart. Don't forget to subscribe to Hollywood Live Extra on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. Again, I'm Tanya Hart. This is AURN.com. Hollywood Live Extra, a product of American Urban Radio Network's.